and send those questions in for Xanthi White. Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, it's a very different summer to last summer, thank goodness, where you are. It is incredibly dry where I am, and people up and down the country are having a, an experience of either enough rain or very little at the moment. You're going to talk about what to plant and when to target the grocery bill. Can we start with planting when it's as dry as this, Anthony? Well, this is the thing. This is not the time so much for planting. And what I'm trying to get people to think about is something um, which is next year. (laughs) And that might seem a little bit strange to be discussing right now. But at the moment, our gardens are actually in full harvest mode. So, um, you know, over the next month, everything is coming into um, delicious fruition hopefully we've got you know tomatoes should be looking really good on the vine and um, you know, sh- should be starting to get harvest of those and you should be harvesting your potatoes and so everything's coming ripe but what I want you to be thinking about as you're harvesting your food and preparing and you know so when you've got these big like um, I guess like uh, like lovely uh, extensive harvests that are coming in um, you'll be thinking about how you store that to be able to use it different months, but you also need to be starting to think about your seed collection at this stage. Because if you can start to look at your garden as not just a place to harvest for food, but to harvest for your next year's garden, you're going to be really prepared next year and you should either not need to go to the garden centre or the budget you would normally put to going to the garden centre can be used to extend your garden. So... What I'm trying to get people, I'm really aware that the cost of fresh food is getting more and more expensive and I'm not expecting that to, you know, change over the next year. So whatever you can do to reduce those costs to make your garden more viable for you, um, the better. So what I want people to start looking at is what plants have performed really, really well in their gardens and what plants they want to see in their gardens in the year to come and to start harvesting seed and to start preparing and drying that seed now. Um, So that next year, when they start thinking about their gardens, um, or even in July, when you're thinking about starting to plant your potatoes, you already have your stock ready to go into the ground. So how do you do that with different types of um, crops? What, What are you doing with what, when? Okay, so the first uh, thing you need to do is to think about where you're going to be storing uh, these seeds uh, as you uh, as you collect them from your gardens. So you need to make sure that the place you store them is dry and that it can't be got into by, you know, weevils or little pantry moths or rodents. So often like a garage is a dark, dry place, but you need to make sure that if you're putting your seeds and potatoes and um, those sorts of things away that they can't just, because they're going to be at the back of a cupboard, you're not going to be thinking about them in the winter. You need to make sure they're not in a place that could get damaged um, because, you know, one potato put away at this time of year can be your whole potato harvest next year, but if it gets eaten by a rat, then that's gone. So I'm trying to get people to think about their gardens as something that they can um, be self-managing in. You have to remember that all of our gardens came from, you know, the other side of the world and our ancestors got on boats and went for three months with all these seeds and different things and started, um, you know, our agricultural industry. So we can certainly keep seeds and things in our cupboards and get them going. So the first thing is to find a place that is dark 
and dry that you're going to be able to put these things away from and that rodents can't get into. That's important. Now, and, um, to, let's, let's use tomato seeds tomatoes. as an example. Yeah. What so, are we putting them in? So tomato seeds are one of the funnest to collect. I really enjoy collecting tomato seeds. So uh, the best thing to use is a little handy towel, the um, absorbent kitchen towel, and um, you just cut your tomato and you squeeze that tomato out and you can use like a little spoon or a knife just to drag those seeds nice and evenly out across. Now, this works really well because the um, handy towel absorbs the liquid um, from around the seed. And um, then you can just leave it on the windowsill to dry those seeds out nicely. And then you can um, just leave them sitting on the paper. You can cut them down and like that paper's organic, so it's going to grow you know, if you put it, push it into the soil, it will grow up. Um, but you need to make sure it's really, really, really dry before you store those seeds. Because if you leave any moisture um, in with the seed, that moisture can cause the seed to get mouldy or rot. So you want to always rule with seeds as they must be dry. So make sure that everything is dry before you do it. So then you just have this lovely little row of tomato seeds, which will be ready for you to get started on your windowsill or in a little glass house um, next year. And the reason tomatoes are so good to collect is because there are always some plants that are just better than other plants and um, that just taste better and just perform better in our gardens. And from one tomato, you just get so many seeds that you'll be able to grow enough plants, not just for yourself, but to give to other people as well. They just go whoppy, don't they? Tomatoes, yeah. wonderful. Now, potatoes, I tried to do this with Jersey Bennies and it went horribly wrong. I tried to save some over for the next spring's planting. Um, what are you doing with the potatoes? So the, once again, dark and dry. Um, and uh, you don't want to store a whole lot of potatoes together because uh, so you want to make sure that there's space around them. So if you're wanting to serve to store more than one potato, you want it to wither up. So you don't want it to stay nice and fresh and um crisp you want it to wither so you want to make sure that there's no moisture no humidity um, if you're in Auckland you need to find the sort of deep place in your house where it's not wet and damp at all even in the air to make sure that it's going to be stored nice and dry you can put it on to um, so if you can like stack it onto you know that sort of like um, pack, like organic pack, packing paper or sawdust or kind of like woody not not mulch that has moisture in it, but really dry kind of stringy wood material that's sometimes used for storing things. Yeah, something like that. Um, similar to dahlia bulbs, you you really want to keep them dry and keep lots of air around them. You need to sprout them at some point because you plant in July, uh, I suppose. Because well, I was that, talking that's the Jersey first Benny's crop I go for July. Later. Oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. So that's okay. the earliest, earliest. Yep. That's your earliest planting season um, and and so with with our crops as you know like gardening for most of us has been is a like joy and a supplement to our food but as it, you know the demands on budgets and things get uh, you know greater it's it's actually worth taking it a bit more seriously in terms of how can I make sure that I get those first crops of potatoes into the ground and then and another crop and then another crop just to extend that period but also if if we're growing enough we should be able to be storing so for those that are already well into their gardens they can be starting to think about storing those pumpkins 
um, which should be able to last into the winter mm. and then making your pumpkin soup. So what, what we're growing now, uh, we don't have to eat all the potatoes now. We can store them for eating as well as for um, that early planting. Beans are a must, you say. Why? Beans are just one of the most perpetual greens when they're in harvest. And um, I just think between broad beans and um, scarlet runners, you can just get so much of that um, sweet, like rather than just salad greens, that green with the carbohydrate and the sugars into your diet. But also beans are really good for the soil. And so growing beans is a really good way to keep because they – they have these uh, little nodes in their root systems. You'll often hear about they nitrogen. aerating things as they go. No, it's actually it's even cooler than that. It's like if you've heard of nitrogen fixing, mm-hmm. like they, they've got like these little basically holes in their root systems, which these little um, bacteria fungi systems live in, and they make the nitrogen for the bean wow. to enhance the bean's growth. Okay, so, so they beans good. This, yeah, they have this like self-generating. Um, Kind of Fertilizer, yeah. Yeah, so, totally, so when do we awesome. plant them? Let's do the broad beans first. So the broad beans, um, that they're actually good because you can plant, you can actually start planting as early as Feb in um, your cooler areas. So you can start getting them into the ground at the end of this this month coming, this month we're about to have, and then um, everywhere else from March all the way through to July, which is one of those like cooler garden crops. And so most of them we won't be thinking about t- till autumn. But So if you're starting to clear areas, you need to be thinking now, what am I going to be getting into the ground um, for winter? So with the potatoes, for instance, if you're starting to harvest them now and you're wanting to plant, get that early um, crop in in July, then you want to start thinking about what am I doing to prepare the soil for that crop now. So, um, you know, if you're thinking about a couple of six week cycles where you want to plant your, because root vegetables, you want to rest the ground. It's really important with a root vegetable to be resting the ground that they're in because um, they're prone to getting diseases and different things. And if you move your plants around, it's really good for the health of your garden. So potatoes, you want to be cycling. So you want to move them in your garden. So if you're thinking about planting in July, you should be thinking about preparing that ground for those potatoes in July now. So you've probably got time for sowing some greens, so some lettuce, maybe one or two cycles of lettuce. And then you can put in some mustard seed, which also helps with your soil health. And then by July, you'll be ready to put in your potatoes. So so as we, um, you know, like when we're just having a bit of, uh, I call it like fair weather gardeners. If you're just a bit of a summer gardener and you do it just because you like the taste and the joy of that. But if you're actually wanting to really see your garden work harder through the year and um, become more of a staple, it will never become the only thing that you eat unless you're an absolute master. But generally, if you want to see it holding out longer, you need to start this forward planning more. And it's a cycle. It's an cycles. annual cycle. It's Absolutely. not right. Here it is on the yep. calendar. I'm going to stick these in now. Some questions. Um, let's just crack them as quickly as we can. Um, is the airing cupboard too warm to store seed over the winter? Uh, it can be. It depends sometimes. Like if you have an old one with a hot water cylinder in it, it potentially could be. But if you find a sort of – sometimes uh, there might be a bit of it that's not. But if it's a airing cabinet without a hot water cylinder, it's fine. Okay. Um, 
here we go. How long do dried tomato seeds last, please? Definitely till next year. Often you will be able to do them two years in a row, but you, um, your viability of seeds can go off, like diminish over time the longer you store them. Really important to put the dates and the varieties and anything, like the person name who gave it to you, put as much information on that paper because everybody thinks that they'll remember everything and they don't. Did your gardening expert mention that you cannot save and grow seeds from F1 hybrid tomatoes? No, I didn't. But yes, there are some uh, tomato breeds that have been bred so we can't collect our own seeds. So your best tomatoes to collect are your heritage tomatoes and your heirloom tomatoes. I really recommend um, if you haven't already started collecting your own seeds, start with um, something like king seeds or koanga seeds who have an amazing selection of really... And also the tomatoes that you get from like koanga seeds are like just... Out there. Oh my God, the flavour. There's something missing in the flavour from the supermarket ones and I can't explain what it is, but no, it hasn't just been it's in picked. the back That's of your why. mouth. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One mm. more here. I saw an amazing passion fruit and I got one fruit. How do I save their seeds, please? Well, I haven't grown... Uh, well, no, that's not true. I actually grew a passion fruit successfully in seed in our studio in St. Kevin's Arcade in the centre of Auckland City. Um, and it was extraordinary. It filled our entire uh, studio, but it never fruited. So when you're collecting from seeds, sometimes uh, you can't be guaranteed about... It takes longer to get fruit from it, but it's very easy, and you could uh, collect it in a similar way to on a piece of handy towel, drying out that pulp. You want to remove that pulp from your seeds or any moisture from your seeds. So a handy towel works really beautiful in just pulling that moisture away okay. and drying the seed out. Super quickly, 10 seconds. What else do I feed Tui once the flax is finished flowering? What can we plant for them, please? Well, Tui are great feeders. So I have a bottle brush in my garden existing which is really good I, it gets the teenage tuis which don't make it up to the pahutakawa um, kofi is just wonderful yes. um, farariki as well as harakiki they, uh, that's the smaller dwarf flat which extends, they have a slightly different flowering time, um, they also love hopara, the berries and nectar on hopara, most of our native plants have something to offer because if they're not offering nectar they're offer, offering insects and the tuis like those as well You're Wonderful. Thank you so much, Santhi White.